0: Section 7 of The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2 This is a LibriVox recording All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain For more information on the volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2, by Zhao Xueqin, Translated by Henry Bancroft Jolly. Jolie Chapter 28, Part 1 Jiang Yu Han Lovingly presents a rubia scented silk sash, she pao chai blushingly covers her musk perfumed string of red beads. Lin Tai yu, the story goes, dwelled after qing wen's refusal the previous night to open the door under the impression that the blame lay with Bao Yu. The following day, which by another remarkable coincidence happened to correspond with the season. When the god of flowers had to be feasted, the total ignorance of the true circumstances and the resentment as yet unspent aroused again in her despondent thoughts suggested by the decline of springtime. She consequently gathered a quantity of faded flowers and fallen petals and went and interred them. Unable to check the emotion caused by the decay of the flowers, she spontaneously recited, after giving way to several loud lamentations those verses which baoyu she little thought overheard from his position on the mount at first he did no more than nod his head and heave signs full of feeling but when subsequently his ear caught here i am fain these flowers to inter but humankind will laugh me as a fool who knows who will in years to come commit me to my grave in a tringle, springtime draws to an end and maidens wax in age flowers fade and maidens die and of either not any more is known. he unconsciously was so overpowered with grief that he threw himself on the mound restrewing the whole ground with the fallen flowers he carried in his coat close to his chest when tai yu's flower-like charms and wood-like beauty be reflected by and by likewise reach a time when they will vanish beyond any hope of recovery won't my heart be lacerated and my feelings be mangled and extending since tai yu must at length some day revert to a state when it will be difficult to find her this reasoning to other persons like pao chai she and the other girls, they too are equally liable to attain a state beyond the reach of human search, but when Pao Tai and all the rest have ultimately reached that stage where no trace will be visible of them, where shall I myself be then, and when my own human form will have vanished and gone, whither I know not yet, to what person I wonder will this place, this garden, and these plants revert? From one to a second, and from a second to a third, he thus pursued his reflections backwards and forwards until he really did not know how he could best, at this time and at such a juncture, dispel his fits of anguish. His state is adequately described by: the shadow of a flower cannot err from the flower itself to the left or the right the song of birds can only penetrate into the ear from the east or the west Linda yu was herself a prey to emotion and agitation when unawares sorrowful accents also struck her ear from the direction of the mound everyone she cogitated laughs at me for laboring under a foolish mania but is there likely another fool besides myself she then raised her head And, casting a glance about her, she discovered that it was Bao Yu. Chui eagerly cried Da Yu. I was wondering who it was, but is it truly this ruthless-hearted and short-lived fellow? But the moment the two words short-lived dropped from her mouth, she sealed her lips, and, heaving a deep sigh, she turned herself round and hurriedly walked off. Yu meanwhile remained for a time a prey to melancholy but perceiving that da Yu had retired he at once realized that she must have caught sight of him and got out of his way and as his own company afforded him no pleasure he shook the dust off his clothes rose to his feet and descending the hill he started for the Yihong court by the path by which he had come but he espied tai y walking in advance of him and with rapid stride he overtook her stop a little he cried i know you don't care a rap for me but i'll just make one single remark and from this day forward we'll part company tai y looked round observing that it was pao yu she was about to ignore him hearing him however mention that he had only one thing to say Please tell me what it is She forthwith rejoined Bao Yu smiled at her If I pass two remarks Will you listen to me? Yes or no? He asked At these words Da Yu twisted herself around And beat a retreat Bao Yu however followed behind Since this is what we've come to now He signed what was the use of what existed between us in days gone by? As soon as Tai Yu heard his exclamation She stopped short impulsively Turning her face towards him What about days gone by? She remarked And what about now? Ay, ejaculated Bao Yu When you got here in days gone by Wasn't I your playmate? In all your wrongs And in all your fun? my heart may have been set upon anything but if you wanted it you could take it away at once i may have been fond of any eatable but if i came to learn that you two fancied it i there and then put away what could be put away in a clean place to wait miss for your return we had our meals at one table we slept in one and the same bed whatever the servant girls could not remember i reminded them of for fear lest your temper miss should get ruffled i flattered myself that cousins who have grown up together from their infancy as you and i have would have continued through intimacy or friendship either would have done in peace and harmony until the end so as to make it palpable that we are above the rest but contrary to all my expectations now that you miss have developed in body as well as in mind, You don't take the least heed of me. You lay hold instead of some cousin bao or cousin feng or other from here, there, and everywhere, and give them a place in your affections, while on the contrary you disregard me for three days at a stretch and decline to see anything of me for four. I have besides no brother or sister of the same mother as myself, It's true there are a couple of them, but these, are you not forsooth aware, are by another mother You and I are only children, so I ventured to hope that you would have reciprocated my feelings But who'd have thought it? I've simply thrown away this heart of mine, and here I am with plenty of woes to bear But with nowhere to go and utter them While expressing these sentiments tears unexpectedly trickled from his eyes when Linda Yu caught with her ears his protestations and noticed with her eyes his state of mind she unconsciously experienced an inward pang and much against her will tears too resprinkled her cheeks so drooping her head she kept silent her manner did not escape Bao Yu's notice i myself am aware he speedily resumed that i am worth nothing now but however imperfect i may be i could on no account presume to become guilty of any shortcoming with you cousin were i to ever commit the slightest fault your task should be either to tender me advice and warn me not to do it again or to blow me up a little or give me a few whacks and all this reproof, i wouldn't take amiss but no one would have ever anticipated that you wouldn't bother your head in the least about me and that you would be the means of driving me to my wit's ends and so much out of my mind and off my head as to be quite at a loss how to act for the best in fact were death to come upon me i would be a spirit driven to my grave by grievances However much exalted Bonzes and eminent powers, priests, might do penance, they wouldn't succeed in releasing my soul from suffering, for it would still be needful for you to clearly explain the facts, so that I might at last be able to come to life. After lending him a patient ear, Da Yu suddenly banished from her memory all recollection of the occurrences of the previous night. Well, in that case, she said, why did you not let a servant-girl open the door when i came over this question took bao yu by surprise what prompts you to say this he exclaimed if i have done anything of the kind may i die at once chie cried da yu it's not right that you should recklessly broach the subject of living or dying at this early morn. if you say yea is yea and nay is nay what use is there to utter such oaths? I didn't really see you come over, protested Bao Yu. Cousin Bao Chai, it was, who came and sat for a while and then left. After some reflection, Lin Dai Yu smiled. Yes, she observed. Your servant girls must, I fancy, have been too lazy to budge. Grumpy and in a cross-grained mood. This is probable enough. This is, I feel sure, the reason Answered Bao Yu So when I go back I'll find out who it was Call them to task And put things right Those girls of yours Continued Dai Yu Should be given a lesson But probably speaking It isn't for me to mention anything about it The present insult to me is a mere trifle But were tomorrow some Miss Bao That is precious Or some Miss Bei That is dual order to come and were she to be subjected to insult won't it be a grave matter while she taunted him she pressed her lips and laughed sarcastically pao yu heard her remarks and felt both disposed to gnash his teeth with rage and to treat them as a joke but in the midst of their colloquy they perceived a waiting-maid approach and invite them to have their meal Presently the whole body of inmates crossed over to the front Miss inquired Madame Wang at the sight of Da Yu Have you taken any of Dr. Bao's medicines? Do you feel any better? I simply feel so-so replied Lin Da Yu But Grandmother Jia recommended me to go on taking Dr. Wang's medicines Mother Bao Yu interposed You've no idea that Cousin Lin's is an internal derangement it's because she was born with a delicate physique that she can't stand the slightest cold all she need do is to take a couple of doses of some decoction to dispel the chill yet it's preferable that she should have medicine in pills the other day said madame wang the doctor mentioned the name of some pills but i've forgotten what it is i know something about pills put in pao yu immediately told her to take some pills or other called ginseng as a restorative of the system that isn't it madame Wong demurred the egg-precious wholesome-to-mother pills while we proceeded or the left angelica or right angelica if these also aren't the ones they must be the egg flavor Raminia glutinosa pills none of these rejoined madame Wong for I remember well that there were the two words jinggan, that is, guardians in buddhistic temples. I've never before, observed Baoyu, clapping his hands, heard of the existence of jinggan pills, but in the event of there being any jinggan pills, there must, for a certainty, be such a thing as Pusa that is, Buddha, powder. At this joke, Everyone in the whole room burst out laughing Bao Chai compressed her lips and gave a smile It must, I am inclined to think She suggested Be the Lord of Heaven strengthened the heart pills Yes, that's the name Madame Wang laughed Why? Now I too have become muddle-headed You are not muddle-headed, mother, said Bao Yu It's the mention of Jin Gan and Buddhas Which confused you Stuff and nonsense! ejaculated Madame Wang, What do you want again is your father to whip you? My father, Pao Y laughed, wouldn't whip me for a thing like this. Well, this being their name, resumed Madame Wang, you had better tell someone tomorrow to buy you a field. All these drugs, expostulated Pao Yu, are of no earthly use. Were you, mother, to give me three hundred and sixty tails? I will concoct a supply of pills for my cousin, which I can certify will make her feel quite herself again, before she has finished a single supply. "'What trash?' cried Madame Wang. "'What kind of medicine is there so costly?' "'It's a positive fact,' smiled Bao Yu. "'This prescription of mine is unlike all others. Besides, the very names of those drugs are quaint, and couldn't be illuminated in a moment.' Suffice it to mention the placenta of the first child. 360 ginseng roots, shaped like human beings, and studded with leaves. Four fat tortoises, full-grown Polygonum molliforum. The core of the Pacema cocos, found on the roots of a fir tree of a thousand years old. Another such of medicines. They are not, I admit, out-of-the-way things. But they are the most excellent among that whole crowd of medicines, and were I to begin to give you a list of them, why, they take you all quite aback. The year before last, I at length let Sherping have this recipe, after he had made ever so many entreaties during one or two years. When, however, he got the prescription, he had to search for another two or three years and to spend over and above a thousand taels before he succeeded in having it prepared if you don't believe me mother you are at liberty to ask cousin pao chai about it at the mention of her name pao chai laughingly waved her hand i know nothing about it she observed nor have i heard anything about it so don't tell your mother to ask me any questions really said Mademoiselle, smiling pao chai is a good girl she does not tell lies Bao Yu standing in the center of the room, upon hearing these words, he turned round sharply and clapped his hands. What I stated just now, he explained, was the truth, yet you maintain that it was all lies. As he defended himself, he casually looked round and caught sight of Linda Yu at the back of Bao Chai laughing with tight-set lips, and applying her fingers to her face to put him to shame but lady feng who had been in the inner rooms overseeing the servants laying the table came out at once as soon as she overheard the conversation brother bao tells no lies she smilingly chimed in this is really a fact some time ago cousin hse came over in person and asked me for pearls and when i inquired of him what he wanted them for he explained that they were intended to compound some medicine with adding in an aggrieved way that it would have been better hadn't he taken it in hand for he never had any idea that it would involve such a lot of trouble when i questioned him what the medicine was he returned for answer that it was a prescription of brother biles and he mentioned ever so many ingredients which i don't even remember under other circumstances he went on to say i would have purchased a few pearls but what i absolutely wanted are such pearls as have been worn on the head and that's why i come to ask you cousin for some if cousin you've got no broken ornaments at hand in the shape of flowers why those that you have on your head will do as well and by and by i'll choose a few good ones and give them to you to wear i had no other cause therefore than to snap a couple of twigs from some flowers i have made of pearls and to let him take them away One also requires a piece of deep red gauze, three feet in length of the best quality, and the pearls must be triturated to powder in a mortar. After each sentence expressed by Lady Feng, Bao Yu muttered an invocation to Buddha. The thing is as clear as sunlight now, he remarked. The moment Lady Feng had done speaking, Bao Yu put in his word. Mother, he added, you should know that this is a mere makeshift for really according to the letter of the prescription these pearls and precious stones should probably speaking consist of such as had been obtained from some old grave and been worn as had ornaments by some wealthy and honourable person of bygone days but how could one go now on this account and dig up graves and open tombs hence it is that such as are simply in use among living persons can equally well be substituted i exclaimed madame wang after listening to him throughout that will never do and what an arduous job to uselessly settle one's with! Or for even though there be interred in some graves people who've been dead for several hundreds of years it wouldn't be a propitious thing were the corpse turned topsy-turvy now and the bones abstracted just for the sake of preparing some medicine or other pao yu thereupon addressed himself to da yu have you heard what was said or not he asked and is there pray any likelihood that cousin secunda would also follow in my lead and tell lies while saying this his eyes were or bet his face was turned towards lin da yu fixed upon Bao Chai. Lin Tai Yu pulled madame Wang. You just listen to him, Aunt. She observed, all because cousin Bao Chai would not accommodate him by lying. He appeals to me. Bao Yu has a great knack, Madam Wang said, of dealing contemptuously with you, his cousin. Mother Bao Yu smilingly protested. You are not aware how the case stands. When cousin Bao Chai lived at home. She knew nothing, whatever, about my elder cousin Xue Peng's affairs, and how much less now that she has taken up her quarters inside the garden. She, of course, knows less than ever about them. Yet cousin Lin just now stealthily treated my statements as lies and put me to the blush. These words were still on his lips when they perceived a waiting maid from Dowager Lady Chia's apartments come in quest of Bao Yu and Linda Yu to go and have their meal. Lin Y, however, did not even call Bao Yu, but forthwith rising to her feet, she went along, dragging the waiting maid by the hand. Let's wait for Master Secundus, Mr Bao, to go along with us, demurred the girl. He doesn't want anything to eat, Lin Dai Yu replied. He won't come with us. So I will go ahead. So saying she promptly left the room i'll have my repast with my mother today pao yu said not at all madame wang remarked not at all i'm going to fast today so it's only right and proper that you should go and have your own i'll also fast with you then pao yu retorted as he spoke he called out to the servant to go back and rushing up to the table he took a seat madame wang faced pao chai and her companions you girls, she observed, had better have your meal, and let him have his own way. It's only right that you should go, Bao Chai smiled. Whether you have anything to eat or not, you should go over for a while to keep company to Cousin Nin, as she will be quite distressed and out of spirits. Who cares about her? Bao Yu rejoined. She'll get all right again after a time. Shortly, they finished their repast. But Bao Yu apprehended in the first place that his grandmother Jia would be solicitous on his account, and longed in the second to be with Linda Yu, so he hurriedly asks for some tea to rinse his mouth with. Cousin secundus Tian Chin and Xi Chun interposed, with an ironic laugh. What's the use of the hurry scurry you are in the whole day long? Even when you are having your meals. Or your tea You are in this sort of Fussy helter-skelter Make him hurry up And have his tea Bao Chai chimed in smiling So that he may go And look up his cousin Lin He will be up to all kinds of mischief If you keep him here Bao Yu drank his tea Then hastily leaving the apartment He proceeded straightway Towards the eastern court As luck would have it The moment he got near Lady Feng's court he described Lady Feng standing at the gateway, while standing on the step and picking her teeth with an ear cleaner, she superintended about ten young servant boys removing the flower pots from place to place. As soon as she caught sight of Bao Yu approaching, she put on a smiling face. "You come quite opportunely," she said. "Walk in, walk in, and write a few characters for me." Bao Yu had no option but to follow her in. When they reached the interior of her rooms, Lady Feng gave orders to a servant to fetch a pen, ink slab, and paper. Forty rolls of deep red ornamented satin. She began, addressing herself to Bao Yu. Forty rolls of satin with dragons. A hundred rolls of gauzes of every color, of the finest quality. Four gold necklaces. What's this? Bao Yu shouted it is neither a bill nor is it a list of presents and in what style shall i write it lady feng remonstrated with him just you go on writing she said for in fact as long as i can make out what it means is all that is needed pao yu at this response felt constrained to proceed with the writing this over lady feng put the paper by i should did so i've still something more to tell you she smilingly pursued but i wonder whether you will accede to it or not there is in your rooms a servant-maid Xiao hong by name whom i would like to bring over into my service and i will select several girls to-morrow to wait on you will this do the servants in my quarters answered pao y muster a large crowd so that cousin you are at perfect liberty to send for any one of them who may take your fancy what's the need therefore of asking me about it if that be so continued lady feng laughingly i'll tell someone at once to go and bring her over yes she can go and fetch her agreed pao yu while replying he made an attempt to take his leave come back shouted lady feng i've got something more to tell you our venerable senior has sent for me pao yu rejoined if you have anything to tell me you must wait till my return after this explanation He there and then came over to his grandmother, Jia's, on this side, where he found that they had already got through their meal. Have you had anything nice to eat with your mother? Old Lady Jia asked. There was really nothing nice. Bao Yu smiled. Yet I managed to have a bowl of rice more than usual. Where's Cousin Lin? he then inquired. She's in the inner rooms, answered his grandmother. Bao Yu stepped in he caught sight of a waiting-maid standing below blowing into an iron and two seven girls seated on the stove-coach making a chalk line tai y with stooping head was cutting out something or other with a pair of scissors she held in her hand pao y advanced further in oh what's this that you are up to he smiled you have just had your rice and do you bob your head down in this way Why? In a short while, you will be having a headache again Da Yu, however, did not heed him in the least But busied herself cutting out what she had to do The corner of that piece of satin is not yet right A servant girl put in You had better iron it again Da Yu threw down the scissors Why worry yourself about it, she said It will get quite right after a time But while Ba Yu was listening to what was being said and was inwardly feeling in low spirits he became aware that pao chai tan chun and the other girls had also arrived after a short chat with dowager lady cha pao chai likewise entered the apartment to find out what her cousin lin was up to the moment su espied lin Y engaged in cutting out something you have she cried attained more skill than ever for there you can even cut out clothes this too laughed tai yu sarcastically "Is a mere falsehood to hoodwink people with nothing more i'll tell you a joke replied pao chai smiling when i just now said that i did not know anything about that medicine cousin pao yu felt displeased who cares shouted lin tai yu you'll get all right shortly our worthy grandmother wishes to play at dominoes pao yu thereupon interposed Directing his remarks to Ba Chai, and there's no one there at the present to have a game with her, so you'd better go and play with her. Have I come over now to play dominoes? Promptly smiled Ba Chai when she heard his suggestion. With this remark, she nevertheless at once quitted the room. It would be well for you to go, urged Lin Da Yu, for there's a tiger in here, and look out—he might eat you up. As she spoke, she went on with her cutting. Bao Yu perceived how both she was to give him any of her attention, and he had no alternative but to force a smile and to observe. We should also go for a stroll. It will be time enough by and by to continue your cutting. But Bao Yu would pay no heed whatever to him. Bao Yu addressed himself therefore to the seven girls who has taught her how to cut out these things he asked what does it matter who taught me how to cut da yu vehemently exclaimed when she realized that he was speaking to the maids it's no business of yours mr Secundus. bao yu was then about to say something in his defense when he saw a servant come in and report that there was someone outside who wished to see him at this announcement Bao Yu betook himself with alacrity out of the room. I'm for," observed Da Yu, turning outwards. It wouldn't matter to you if you found me dead on your return. On his arrival outside, Bao Yu discovered Bei Ming. "You are invited," he said, "to go to Mister Feng's house." Upon hearing this message, Bao Yu knew well enough that it was about the project mooted the previous day. And accordingly he told him to go and ask for his clothes, while he himself went at his steps into the library. Bei Ming came forthwith to the second gate and waited for someone to appear. Seeing an old woman walked out, Bei Ming went up to her. Our master Secundus, Mr Bao, he told her, is in the study waiting for his outdoor clothes. So do go in, worthy dame and deliver the message it would be better replied the old woman if you did not echo your mother's absurdities our master secundus mr Bao, now lives in the garden and all the servants who attend on him stay in the garden and do you again come and bring the message here at these words Ming smiled you are quite right he rejoined in reproving me for i've become quite idiotic so saying he repaired with quick step to the second gate on the east side where by a lucky hit the young servant boys on duty were kicking marbles on the raised row bay ming explained to them the object of his coming a young boy thereupon ran in after a long interval he at length made his appearance holding and folded in his arms a bundle of clothes which he handed to who then returned to the library? Bao Yu effected a change in his costume, and giving directions to saddle his horse, he only took along with him the four servant boys, Pei Ming, Chu Yao, Xiang Rei, and er and started on his way. He reached Feng ying's doorway by a short cut. A servant announced his arrival, and Feng Ziyin came out and ushered him in Here he discovered Xue Peng, who had already been waiting a long time and several singing boys besides as well as Jiang Han, who played female roles and Yue, a courtesan in the Jingxiang court The whole company exchanged salutations They next had tea What you said the other day, smiled Bao Yu, raising his cup about good fortune coming out of evil fortune has preyed so much upon my mind both by day and night that the moment I received your summons I hurried to come immediately my worthy cousins rejoined feng ts'i ying smiling you're all far too credulous it's a mere hoax that I made use of the other day for so much did I fear that you would be sure to refuse if I openly asked you to a drinking bout that I thought it fit to say what I did, but your attendance today, so soon after my invitation, makes it clear, little though one would have thought it, that you have all taken it as pure gospel truth. This admission evoked laughter from the whole company. The wines were afterwards placed on the table, and they took their seats consistent with their grades. Feng Zi ying first and foremost called the singing boys and offered them a drink. Next, he told Yu to also approach and have a cup of wine By the time, however, that Xie had had his third cup He of a sudden lost control over his feelings And clasping Yu's hand in his Do sing me, he smiled That novel ballad of your own composition And I'll drink a whole jar full Huh, will you? This appeal compelled Yue to take up the guitar She then sang Lovers have I too to set aside either i cannot bear when my heart longs for thee to come it also yearns for him both are in form handsome and fair the beauty to describe it would be hard just think nasa when at a silent hour we met in secret by the trellis frame laden with roses white one to his feelings stealthily was giving vent when lo the other caught us in the act and laying hands on us there we three stood like litigants before the bar and i had verily no word in answer for myself to give at the close of her song she laughed well now she cried down with that whole jar why it isn't worth a javel," smiled chue at these words favour us with some other good sound listen to what i have to suggest pao yu interposed, a smile on his lips if you go on drinking in this reckless manner we will easily get drunk and there will be no fun in it i will take the lead and swallow a large cupful and put in force a new penalty and any one of you who doesn't comply with it will be mounted in ten large cupfuls in quick succession speedily rising from the banquet he poured the wine for the company Feng Ying, and the rest meanwhile exclaimed with one voice Quite right, quite right Yu then lifted a large cup and drank it with one draught We will now, he proposed, dilate on the four characters Sad, wounded, glad, and joyful But while discussing about young ladies We will have to illustrate the four states as well at the end of this recitation, we will have to drink the door cup over the wine, to sing an original and seasonable ballad, while over-the-hill taps to make allusion to some object on the table, and devise something with some old poetic lines or Asian straws from the four books or the five classics, or with some set phrases. Shui Pang gave him no time to finish. He was the first to stand up and prevent him from proceeding i won't join you so don't count me this is in fact done in order to play tricks upon me you however also rose to her feet and shoved him down into his seat what are you in such a funk for she laughed you are fortunate enough to be able to drink wine daily and can't you forsooth even come up to me yet i mean to recite by and by my own share if you say what's right well and good if you don't you'll simply have to swallow several cups of wine as a forfeit and is it likely you'll die from drunkenness are you pray going now to disregard this rule and to drink instead ten large cups besides going down to pour the wine one and all clapped in applause well said they shouted after this xue Peng had no way out of it and felt compelled to resume is it end of section 7